You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Mid Street podcast rolls on. Rob Brown, the great one, Lonzo Wrightsell with you. Hey, do us a favor. Make sure if you haven't already to click that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or for free on the Odyssey app. And once you do... And you have become a member of the Views from Mint Street Nation. Do us a favor, share it around in your social circle so we can continue, ladies and gentlemen, to grow the show. Take a look at some more facts, figures, news, stats, information out of this one. Through the air, DJ Moore kind of showed back up in the stat sheet. Five snags, 73 yards and a touch. And by the way, we talked about how great that throw was from Sam, and it was. That catch from DJ was pretty impressive, too, because he had no room to operate to make sure both feet were in to get that thing from having a player wrapped around his back. That's the DJ Moore we're looking for. He also had that big catch in the first half that got us down into the red zone. Here was the problem. Speaking of the red zone, though, second half, two trips into the red zone, came away with six points. You put a touchdown up on either one of those drives, you're looking at a different ballgame, especially late. Uh, Those types of drives that get us down close, we've got to find a way to finish. And even if they are putting seven, eight in the box, if you can't cap off those red zone drives, you're in trouble. That's just football at its at its core. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, three snags for 57 yards. TMJ, three for 51, including a 40-yarder. Shy had one for 24. Tremble, two for 20 in that one as well. Here's another interesting t- statistic. Sam Darnold has had two starts this season where he has not thrown an interception. He is 2-0 in those games. He has now won, dating back to 2020, he has won seven straight starts in which he has not thrown an interception. There are only two other active streaks in the National Football League. Sorry, three other active streaks in the National Football League longer than his. Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts. Uh, have 16 and 13. Joey B has seven alongside Burrow in games one without throwing an interception. I mean, like at least we're not the Patriots in the way that they lost. Uh, Sam Darnold now in this one, though, is uh, is showing that all you can ask is for him to be a game manager not to put the pressure on him because that streak is now broken. It is not active anymore, and it's not active because we asked him to do too much. So you mentioned how the Patriots lost. Wouldn't you rather lose that way? 
on a, on a boneheaded play instead of getting just outplayed the entire game. And even though the Panthers were outplayed the entire game, you mentioned uh, getting in the red zone a couple of times and coming away with just field goals. You're right. The complexion would have been changed. Still, in the end, as bad as Carolina played, they lost by eight points. They lost by eight points. A couple of tweaks here or there, also known as adjustments, it's a different it's a different ball game. Um I just it it's frustrating. It it really is how close they can be in in one game and how far away they can be in another and how you just you watch a game like this and you just get frustrated. Like, why aren't you running the ball? I mean, just just run I get they stopped it, but keep running the ball. Even last week when we were playing Seattle, the initial runs were stopped a lot, but the running backs kept running, kept churning, and were able to to grind out a few more yards each time, and it started mounting up. That's how you do that. It's it's you batter against that wall till that wall breaks. I mean, what's the results if you continue doing that and you still lose? At least you tried it. Uh, a couple more notes from the end of that game. In the five wins so far this season, the Panthers have averaged over 190 yards on the ground. 191.6 yards rushing in their five wins, according to Sports Illustrated. 21 yards on 16 carries, the fifth lowest rushing yard total in franchise history in this game. I know the box is overloaded. I know the Steelers threw everybody at you. I understand that. You still have to find a way. It is not an option if you want to win. We cannot win through the air, right? I understand that they were loading the box and throwing extra men. You have to scheme around that. And even if you don't, even if you are going to throw it 23 times, the answer is not to drop Sam Darnold back in the pocket. The answer is play action. It's rollouts. It's the same thing we did with Baker Mayfield that Sean McVay saw and took advantage of in that Rams game that he won a couple weeks back. You do not take a guy like Darnold. You do not take a guy like Baker. Yes, this is the same Darnold that led the National Football League in rushing touchdowns through week five last year as a quarterback. You do not drop them back as if they are Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. You get the offense moving. You roll it left and right. You extend it left and right. You put out schemes where you have backside guards pulling around on a pass block. You come up with something to get them away from the heart of the pass rush. We didn't do that. Uh, and it was very, very clear. Uh, the Panthers, as we mentioned, still control their playoff destiny. We will get into that a little bit more in Wednesday's edition of the pod. Suffice to say, uh, the, NF- the NFC South, though, at this point is pretty much all but guaranteed to come down to week 18. At this point, the only way it wouldn't be is if the Bucks win the next two weeks uh, because they would knock the Panthers out. And I believe if they went out, uh, then it would settle it in week 17, not 18. But I watched Tampa yesterday. I don't see them winning out at this point because they've got one more tough game out of conference or out of division still left ahead of them. Uh, The division is going to be the first, I think, the first to produce two playoff teams with losing records. You had obviously 2014 with the Panthers, uh, and now the winner this year is more than likely going to uh, going to be a uh, an effort. Tampa Bay at this point uh, could get in with a winning record. Carolina cannot 
by way of having the nine losses. Tampa wins out. They go in with a winning record. If they lose one more, the NFC South winner will be representing with a larger number on the back half of the record than the front half of the record. Uh, Look. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will say this about the game. I think there were some spots where you could see that the potential is still there. We we didn't get blown out by 30, right? We weren't down 33 nothing at halftime, although Minnesota did win that game. The point is, we didn't get blown out. I mean, the game was ne- there was never a point where it genuinely felt like okay, this game is officially out of reach, right? Ended up being a two-score game. Because of the Pittsburgh field, uh, Pittsburgh field goal in the fourth quarter, but there were about twenty spots within that game, any here and there, that you went. We come through in that spot. It's a different game. It's a three point game down to the wire, uh, and that's against a Steelers team that is now six and eight. That has played in the AFC North, which is not a great division. Uh, with Lamar Jackson out, etc. Not a great division. Cincinnati came on a little bit late. But a 6-8 and eight team, though, that we very much could have beat. Should have? No, because I think we got away from our game plan. But could have beat is absolutely standing right there. If you play that game, yeah, we're going to lose a couple more and we're going to be real disappointed at the end of the year. But if this coaching staff learned its lesson about getting too far away from its identity, we got a shot. See, that's the frustrating part. Is it like you said? It was not a blow. I, I, I can. I don't like a blowout, but I can handle a blowout. When it's a blowout, I get it. There are those rare exceptions, like yesterday, where a team could come back from way down. Panthers are not made that way. If 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 they were down by like twenty, I think the loss is more acceptable. It still is horrible. But at least you're like, okay, they they got down. They're a running team. It's hard to come back when you're a running team. But they were right there the entire time. A couple things done better, and they could very well have won that game. But that's pretty much the 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 picture of the entire season for the Carolina Panthers, which makes this, as a Panthers fan, one of the more frustrating that I can remember. It, it most certainly was. It really was. It was because, as we've mentioned, got away from identity, got away from game plan. I thought that Steve Wilkes would have learned his lesson at this point. He did not. Again, I've got some level of understanding, forgiveness, compassion. I don't know what word you want to use there uh, for a dude that is coaching a staff that ain't his on a team that is not committed to making him the head coach. I know there's a lot more to it. Uh, he gets some level of a pass from me. I'm going to tell you this right now. If this team comes out, because again, as I mentioned, you will be seeing that game play and that scheme, that look again. If this team comes out against Detroit, we got a Christmas Eve game at 1 o'clock. If this team comes out against Detroit on Christmas Eve, I'm going to tell you, Detroit 
watched. Dan Campbell has noticed this. He understands. He saw what happened and why it happened and how it happened. You're going to get the same look from the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff has been on a tear the last couple of weeks. If we see this same style play from the Detroit Lions and we revert back to what we did against the Steelers, we will lose that game. We will effectively pave the way for Tampa Bay to take the division and all the wins will be good for nothing but hurting our draft positioning. Yeah, and and so it's going to be an entire season of almost, 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 and then in the end, Tampa Bay still wins. Oh, what a horrible feeling that would be. I mean, that, ladies and gentlemen, is just Tom Brady doing Tom Brady stuff. We'll find out. We're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, Next pod, we'll drop for you on Wednesday. In that pod, we will talk about the divisional races. In that pod, we will talk about where we are looking at the draft board right now. In that pod, we will have a ton of midweek stuff to get into, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to it. Alonzo, before we get out of here, any final words for the people? Yeah, I got nothing. Lonzo's down, ladies and gentlemen. Do us a favor. Send him a tweet, will you? At Lonzo on Word. Make him feel better. Help him help him get himself back into that positive headspace as we head into the holiday season. My name is Rob Brown, and I have some final words for you. See you back here on Wednesday. And keep pounding, baby! <laughs>